When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. Well, of course, today a lot of people have the day off, but it is a day of celebration. Uh, 14th, it's the 14th of July, which is Matariki. And I needed some guidance, so I went to my man in all things Maritanga, <laughs> Scotty Morrison, very well known to all of us in New Zealand. Kia ora, Scotty. Kia ora, Mark. How are you, brother? I'm, I'm to you, bro. I'm, I'm in my mind. Our days on the America's Cup and all the fun we had on that broadcast. So good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, and, and I learned a lot off you during that time about um, Tanifar and the Hauraki Gulf and um, the sky yeah. and the sun and the moon and the water. And, and I thought, oh, I just want to pick your brains about Matariki. Now, for a lot of people, it's a day off work. But for other people, they want more of an understanding about why it is such an important day for Māori culture and what it means to you. It's important because it connects us to our ancestors and our environment. And it's all around the messaging around Matariki is all around um, health and well-being. So it's got really good positive messaging around it. And it's about giving back to the environment, recognising um, that what the environment provides for you and taking the time out to acknowledge that and to pay that back to the environment. And also, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from in the world, at some point in time, your ancestors would have referenced Matariki, the constellation Pleiades, uh, Subaru, depending on which country you're in, um, you know, all around the world. At some point in time, our ancestors would have looked at that, uh, that cluster of stars and used it for economic activity, for navigation, for a whole range of things to provide health and well-being for themselves. So we can all connect to it in some way. Um, when, when we trace our, our lineages and when we trace our histories. And to bring it here in Aotearoa, it's, um, it's very significant for, for Māori, but it's very significant for our country in terms of the health and well-being of our landscape, of our lakes, our rivers, all of the species that live here in Aotearoa. It's like a big reset on your, on your calendar. And you take the time out in the winter months when we need a bit of a reset, you know, when we are feeling a bit weary and a bit tired and, it's cold and we need to be close together. So we, we, we unite with each other, we get together, we look at the year that's passed, we, we pay our respects and our acknowledgements again to those that we lost during that year, and then we start planning for the year ahead. And that's all about being together and and um, and, and building Kodongatanga, building our relationships together as people. Is, it, is there, like some, I'm trying to think of the right word, not compulsory, but some traditional things that happen on Matariki, and does it differ between, let's say, Ngāti Parau, uh, Ngāitāhu, uh, Tairāwhiti? Is, is it celebrated in different ways depending on, on where you are and what iwi you're from? Yeah, absolutely. So there's different um, in the different uh, tribal areas around the country will see stars at different points 
uh, in time. So there might be there's a star puana which is uh, which is Rigel, which rises just above the Tauturu, the Orion's Belt, and it's a really bright star just above Orion's Belt. And a lot of tribes who around the country, especially up north and down south, they will see that star before they see the Matariki constellation rising just beside it. And so um, they will take that as their cue of the of the arrival of the new year and the celebrations around Puanga, what they call Puanga. Um, other tribes will take Matariki. And, but it doesn't matter which tribal area you're in, they uh, all um, they all recognize Matariki and they all acknowledge Matariki. But some will just have Puanga as being the one that, that um, signifies the beginning of the new year. Um, so, and they'll do different things. Um, the general thing that a lot of tribes will do, the ceremony that they'll, uh, that they'll hold, is called a hautapu, which is pretty much um, each star represents different things, but there's four stars there. Um, Tupua Nuku, Tupua Rangi, which Tupua Nuku represents any food source that comes from the land. Uh, is anything that's growing above the land, so you've got your berries and your birds and things like that, which provide sustenance for us. Um, and then you've got way, um, tea, which is all, all of the things that are in fresh water, and waitara, which is all of the things that are in salt water. So you've got those that are um, stars that are uh, significant and symbolic of things that sustain us, food sources that we, or sources that we get our food from to sustain ourselves. And so a hotapu is basically presenting. Um, food from those four um, sources, from fresh water, from salt water, from the land and from above the land, and you cook it in a traditional earth oven in a hangi, and then you place it on an altar, and you take the top of it, and you let the steam rise up, and the steam in a symbolic way is rising up into the stars, and you're feeding the stars and returning the sustenance that, the, that those food sources have provided you back to the stars that represent those particular areas or, or sources of those, of those foods. And it's, um, it's, very, it's a ceremony that happens, and a lot of people are doing that ceremony. We had a public one last year to launch the uh, the public holiday that was at um, Papatongarewa in Wellington. And there's another one that will be on broadcast on all of the channels, the channels at 6 o'clock, um, which will be uh, around, I should say, which was broadcast at 6 o'clock, which would be around, um, yeah, the host of the ceremony. So people can have a look at it, see the incantation, see what happens and how you do your the food offering. So, will a lot of people return to their uh, home marae and um, right around the country? It's a return to your people and embracing your people and um, reconnect some connections that you may not have had since Matariki last year. Yeah, a lot of Māori will do that. Um, but the theme for this year's uh, Matariki celebration is Matariki Kaina Hokia, which means we have a Whatever you see as home, whatever home is for you, it might be the home that you live in now, it might be being with your whanau, it might be being with particular people, that's, that's your home. That's where, that's where you feel comfortable, that's where you feel safe, that's where you feel nourished. And so it's encouraging people to go to this place where you feel at home and reconnect with it and reconnect with the people that are there or go there with people that you love and be with them. And that's what Matariki is all about. It's about being together, eating together, talking together, reminiscing, remembering, and then what are we going to do for the year that, that comes ahead of us? What's our plan? You know, what, what do we want to achieve in the year ahead of us? I love that it's a mid-year acknowledgement of the previous 12 months and hope and aspirations for the next 12 months. At Christmas, if I bump to you in the street, I say, Merry Christmas, bro. If it's New Year's ago, yep. Happy New Year. I say, Happy Easter. What's, what's, what's our greeting today on Matariki Day? What, can you give me the, 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 the greeting that 
makes me part of it? The one uh, that's um, popular at the moment is Manawatia Amatariki. Manawatia Amatariki. Which translates to? Pretty much translates to celebrate Matariki. And, 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 uh, and the messaging, I would say, that's in there is you're, you're telling someone, I hope you, have, I hope you celebrate Matariki well and in a very positive and meaningful way. So all of that would be encapsulated in the, in the same Manawatia Matariki. Beautiful, Scotty. And how does Scotty, Stacey and the Wairafano celebrate today? Uh, well, we'll be there at uh, the ceremony in Mokawa at Mount And uh, we'll just be together. We're going to go and see some, uh, some family members today. We've done that ceremonial thing about presenting some of those food sources to the stars and feeding the stars in a ceremonial sense through the, through the steam rising into the sky. Um, but now we'll just be with uh, with Fano and uh, actually uh, tomorrow we'll be back in Auckland to uh, to watch the young fella play first 15 rugby for King's College against Palmerston North Boys High. So back onto the sports field, my friend. Oh, your school versus <laughs> my old school, bro. Bring it on. Oh, I might just I might just go and stalk the sidelines, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and we will be uh, hoping that all of the good tidings of Matthew Fall on King's College tomorrow so that they defeat Palmerston North. There you go. <laughs> Scotty, thanks for taking time out of your day today. Really appreciate your explanation. Thanks very much. Thank you, Mark. You're a legend, brother, and all the best for Matariki. Manawatia Matariki. Manawatia Matariki. Oh, mate, what, a, what an impressive human being, eh? Isn't he? Uh, just his knowledge, his, his appreciation of, of the Māori culture, of the te reo language. And um, yeah, you, you, off here, you're telling me the stories about, you know, back back with the... With the sailing, how he can just switch into that mode and, and deliver something so powerful because that's him, that's his mana, that's mm. what he carries. And, um, oh, mate, that was that was great. I think it was great uh, to put him on and, and share that knowledge with the people. Yeah, I, I was telling Gus, and I'll tell you guys, when I worked, uh, I, I, I had a short-term contract with TVNZ for the America's Cup, and Scotty Morrison, if you remember, was one of the hosts. And um, I one of my jobs was to write and create and film and edit the, the opening sequence and I had this brainchild that I wanted to have a time lapse of a sunrise over the Hodaki Gulf uh, and Auckland waking up to this big important day in the America's Cup. And <clears throat> I had Kimberly Downs in the west side, and I had Jack Tame on the on the east side, and I had uh, William Wairua coming in from the south, and I had someone else on the north, and and it was just all of this coming together to this one venue. And I thought it's missing something, and I thought I might get Scotty to say something in Tarao about the sunrise and it waking up and he said oh do you want to do it now and I went oh okay so we went into a little edit booth and he got down into like a um, what would you call it like a like a kiamu like a haka stance yeah like the, the pre-haka stance with the knees bent and he dropped the microphone he went down into this haka stance and, and he just went into this beautiful rumbling um, poetic melodic language that is Maori and just and, and, um, and I'd give him them the pictures in his head what it was going to be with 30 seconds of that, and I was just in this little pre-record room at TVNZ with Scotty Morrison with goosebumps, just chills about, and you don't, I've always said you don't need to understand the Māori language to appreciate the Māori language and how it connects them with their people, and I actually think as a Pākehā male, that's something I don't have in my Pākehā culture, and I'm quite envious that, that it is in that culture of this, of this connection, Gus. Yeah, it's tough for me. I'm half Samoan, but I was brought up with my mum, who's Australian. Mm. So 
I feel like language is so powerful uh, and, and obviously being in New Zealand, the mother tongue, te reo, um, the connection they have with, with the land, the, the, the sea, the animals and, and the history of that and the connection and, um, you know, being someone, the, the, how important the stars were and, mm. and are, mm. you know, and, and you think of all these astronomers and, and these fancy scientists and, but, you know, long before that, uh, you know, reading the stars to, to navigate the, the oceans, to, to, Read it, Mata, when Matariki was that that was the the, the Maori New Year and, and to celebrate what what that that gave and, and what the land gives and and like Scotty said a reset mm. which I think and you know in this time of day is, is is important but yeah the power of language and 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 carrying that on and I know a lot of players uh, are going down that uh, path to, to rediscover that language I'm I'm taking Samoan lessons to try and rediscover my my mother tongue mm. uh, Samoan so um, oh mate yeah just appreciate. Uh, what what he's doing and and everyone else that's trying to trying to follow that. Yeah, it gives you another layer of who you are. In fact, uh, answers texting saying I grew up knowing today's date as Bastille Day, uh, oh, Baz Teal Day, <laughs> and always celebrated Baz McCallum and the famous Teal One Day Stroop. Parlez-vous français n'est That's from Antoine. 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 I, before we move, I, I I just want to go back a little bit. I looked up an armadillo. Oh, yes. and, and it and it means a little armored one in Spanish. So maybe there's a bit more to the armadillo than than Ooh. we gave it gave it credit for. It is related to uh, to the anteaters and the sloths, which is it's probably <laughs> that's another thing. But but it has a, a hard sort of leathery shell. Yes. So maybe that's what they were going for. Like maybe un, you know punch above their weight. They they fight. They're strong. Maybe it was to rival uh, Andrew Hall's famous team, the maggots, because armadillos <laughs> probably eat maggots. I don't think, yeah. Have I gone a bit far? That, yeah, I don't know if I'd ever want. No, I, I, unless you're a maggot. What I don't was know, he, Do you want to be the a maggot? Mangatoto maggots? Is that what's that? His oh, club I'm, team? I'm, I'm not too. This is the first I've heard, but that that is an interesting. I thought armadillos was interesting. <laughs> Maybe I need to go on a deep dive on what maggots uh, <laughs> present. Well, maggots are the aren't they the larvae of flies? Yeah, of blowflies, and I they just they, eat whatever. They eat whatever. Um, should we do this question now? Because it says here, question for Gus. I feel like I need to ask it. Yes, I feel like I need to ask it. John here, question for Gus. Were public holidays any different for you as a sports star? Yes, Gus is a sports star. Have you ever had a public holiday off? Oh, John, I, I appreciate I wouldn't I wouldn't uh call myself a sports star. Um, but I, I appreciate your message. When you when you get into sort of professional rugby, um public holidays aren't aren't a Aren't a thing. Aren't a thing. It's just it's, Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you carry on. Um, you're into training, whether it falls on a game, it it, it doesn't matter. So it's it is quite funny because the family, you know, you're sort of planning. Oh, but we'll go away this weekend because it's long weekend. So oh, I've got training on Friday and then we're playing Saturday. So um, it's just I suppose you know we're we're in a pretty pretty privileged position to be in. So it's just one of the little sacrifices we make. But um, my my dad's a courier. He's a hard worker. And, uh, and I always love the public holidays because he gets them off. He gets a bit of a break from his early starts and his long days. Hey, Gus Kiz here from the back, mate. Uh, big <laughs> fan of your text there, John. Just wanted to follow up on that. Just sort of had a question. Like today, obviously, being Matariki, we know that the All Blacks are in camp. Big game against South Africa coming up. Is there any sort of attention to today as Matariki and sort of using that mana around the holiday as sort of sort of just picking up of, of what John texted and put down here? Is sort of say it was a, a, a Matariki, we use Matariki. 
is there in today in camp going to be big mentions of Matariki? Are we going to try and um, use the mana to, to really get at it? Or, or sort of what's that process? Because I know you just said there you don't get public holidays off. So what do they look like if you're in a camp or if you're in the team environment on a public holiday? Yeah, I think that will, uh, you know, might be Bird and Oak or, or player-led. Uh, in the past, I know TJ Pedernada has been, um, you know, sort of our our, our star there um, to to lead and and give give the knowledge. So I think they'll they'll definitely acknowledge it, and um, and there might be some some chat uh, about what it means, and and you know, and and this time of the year, and and obviously where it where it goes back to the land, and 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 you talked about the mana. So I think they they will touch on it on the meeting, and and um, maybe use some of it today, um, but I think it'll be more of a an acknowledgement and, and then move on to their preparation for this massive test that's coming up tomorrow. Captain's run today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah skipper's run. So it's a little bit more of a low-key day. Um, you're just like the last little fine-tunings. Uh, it will just be the starters and, and the reserves will run through the set plays that they've had for this week. Um, and then the forwards will do line-outs, backs will probably go and play touch or you know do whatever backs do these days and what are the the players that aren't in the 23 what are they do they stay back at the hotel or do, what are they uh, do? So, so everyone will go just in case uh anything happens you know we've seen players reach down for a ball and a hamstring will go on a captain's run day so you're you're preparing to play even if you're not named right up until kickoff really um so everyone will rock up to captain's run and and you'll do some of the drills and then you'll sort of uh, stand off to the side and you'll do whatever uh, a starter or, or a bench player needs to prepare. So you you know you might hold a bag, you might do some line out defensive stuff, you might um, do some skills and drills with them just to help them. And then uh, on game day you'll warm up and you'll hold some pads and get tackled. And then once they go in and run out, then you you're switching off and you're just enjoying the mm. environment. I've often wondered about the dynamic of um, and it was always like the the, the chippiest players. And the most competitive, angry people in the rugby team are generally the halfbacks and the fierce competition to get that nine jersey. But then the players that don't get that nine jersey, and they might have the 20 jersey or the 21 jersey, um, just go and fall behind and full support. And if they do a good play, you'll see the reserve halfback on the on the bench um, celebrating. Um, I mean, see with Aaron Smith and Falau Fokatava all the time for the Highlanders, and they just love each other, but they compete hard for the start. Is it the same in the props? Like you're competing, like an all-black team might carry six props and you're all competing for those one and three jerseys. But once the pick's done, there's the disappointment you haven't made the team. It's like two different mindsets from um, I'm starting, I'm an impact player, and I've got no role. Is that mental gymnastics for you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely something you have to to take in and, and, and move through. Like different players... Um, deal with it in different ways. Obviously, the uh, when the team's named, you're either in it and, and you're stoked, you're happy, or, or you're not. But you, you've got to. You, you can be disappointed. You know that's all right. That, that's that's natural. But then it's it's all right. I'm I'm gonna deal with that. Uh, now my role for this team is to prepare these guys as best as best as possible. And then, you know, you'll go and have conversations with the coaches and be like, you know, where, what can I do to to push my way in and and where can I where can I work? And then you'll you'll work through that. But at the end of the day, like if you stay sulky and um, you know and, and let let that affect how you train and, and prepare for that week, it's not going to do anyone any favors, uh, especially not yourself. So um, we, we try and build 
the relationships in there. Obviously, we hang out a lot, we, especially as scrummages. You know, we're, <laughs> we're head to head very often. So um, get around the boys, and then once your role's sorted, it's like, all right, what can I do to help you prepare for this test match this mm, week? Nice, nice. All right, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we've got some questions, we've got some polls, um, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We have got a lot of stuff coming up. So we'll take a break and me, Gus and Captain K on the Izzy and Kempi for breakfast thanks to Chemist Warehouse, your home of affordable and delicious fragrance. We'll come back.